I've got the reason them albatrosses keep bursting. <laughs> and I have the deepest, most solemn humiliation of the British people. Oh, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> there. Welcome to Date Fight. Thank you very much for joining us. It's the podcast where we pit great moments from history against each other to do battle. We do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And we have scoured the pan of history to pick off the flakes of the little brain food. Special nuggets. <laughs> which we will then feed you with our mouths. <laughs> no, this is a terrible We're episode. tired today. We're fine. Uh, well, let's... My voice still isn't working three no, weeks later. I can't believe that. Uh, it's uh, 6-4 to Nat this week so far. Get in. It's getting a little bit tight. Uh, don't forget, on Sunday, it will be the Four final result and the forfeit. So, uh, let's crack on with round one. Mm. Round one! Okay. Do you want to go first? Yes. I am going to the 7th of December, 1999 when A&M Records launched their lawsuit against Napster, the oh, file-sharing wow. service. And over three, the course of three cases, uh, until July 2001, a number of rulings went against Napster, and they had to prove that they were doing all they could to remove infringing content from their service. In July 2001, they presented the results, which was they had 99.4% efficiency, their algorithm, in getting rid of infringing content. But the judge said that was not good enough, and they would have to suspend the service until they could achieve 100% efficiency and pay a $26 million fine, which led to them filing for bankruptcy in 2002, thereby showing that never bet against the record industry. They've got loads more money than you. They've got good lawyers. They've got great lawyers. They know what they're doing. Home taping's killing music, kids. What I want to know is, is Napster still going? Yes, I think in some form. Napster still exists. What? Yeah. It's now one of those music streaming services. And interestingly, oh. uh, they've got, there's a personal account you can try with, uh, mm. with uh, over 60 million songs ad-free. Yeah. Uh, or uh, you can do the business edition the Buzz on Us <laughs> What edition. does that mean? I think I'm it's... a business who really wants some music. Well, yes. I think it's if, you, if you've got some shops. Is it just business ballads? Engage your customers with music <laughs> and create new revenue for your business. That's what it says. Should we learn more? Let's learn more. I want to learn business.napster.com. Engage how, customers. How do I engage my customers? Jake? Well, with a customised audio experience, oh. Nat. You can leverage Napster's unmatched technology platform to build deeper relationships with your customers, Nat, okay. and differentiate your brand. Mm -hmm. Napster mm -hmm. powers unique audio experiences that generate engagement okay. and revenue. Mm -hmm. All of these words are meaningless, yeah, Nat. Have we got any concrete examples of how it does any of these things? No. Right. Whether you're looking for a branded end-to-end -end audio experience... Hello. Oh, a branded end-to-end -end audio Excuse me, I've come in for the branded end-to-end -end end audio experience. I don't want them end-to-mouth, I want them end-to-end. -end. Did you want the bronze, silver or gold service? Oh, you can buy a pass... Which is P -A, a S, not what? P A double S. P double -A, <laughs> a S. Pass. What do I get for my pass? Well, if you want the pro pass, yes. you get the turnkey Napster platform. Yes, okay. Full well, feature well set. we all know what that is because we've heard about what yeah. it does, yeah. You get playback, metadata, charts, and much more. <laughs> much more is that. That's a much abused term, isn't it? Access to the partner portal. Oh, hello. Oh. Now we're end to end. The end to end business <laughs> and professional services. Oh, thank goodness those professional services are available. 
I honestly still don't know no, what I any of oh, this there means. Is. How companies are using audio? How are they? And if you say it's to leverage end-to-end audio solutions, then I will kick something. It's about the same. It's to create strong, lasting emotional oh, for- connections for people. No, it doesn't mean no. anything. No. I literally still don't know what it means. Oh, I'm full of despair. But it does come with a kids or auto mode. Oh, does it? I should probably get it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I've I've got 1941. Oh, December the seventh. Mm, the sad times in Hawaii. Oh no, Hawaii. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The Japanese launches a surprise dawn attack mm-hmm. on Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's horrific. Uh, they used midget submarines, 350 bombers, and torpedo-carrying planes targeting warships, aircraft, and millions military installations on the American naval base at Pearl Harbor, and. I mean, it's awful. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I am not pro in any way pro belittling Pearl the horror. Mm. 2,300 people died yeah. that day. And it led to America declaring war the next day, tomorrow. Mm. Um, and Roosevelt said that America would never forget December the 7th as a date that would live in infamy. Mm. Down the generations, the repercussions of a terrible incident like mm. that. So that terrible what happened then. Yeah. Still on the spectrum. I mean, a long way down. <laughs> but the film Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Was a devastating tragedy. A film that will go down in infamy. It, yeah. It's up there with it Marley killed and Josh me. Hartnett's career. And perhaps rightly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't, I can't take this film. Like a kindly vet. Titanic was one. Yeah. Pearl Harbor was another one. Mm-hmm. Marley and me was another one. Mm-hmm. Which I know I on the scale Marley of tragedy. Me. Well, that's the awful one because uh, it's about a dog and it dies. <laughs> but is it another true it's story? It's the same thing of at the get go of the film. Mm. Everything's basically just. It's. I feel like I'm being turned into some sort of emotional foie gras. Right. It's all being thrust down my throat with no kind of. Yeah. A- allowance for me to stop and analyse what I'm tasting or eating. No, because then you might go, this isn't very effective like, at all. Yeah, this guy's really, really lovely and unimpeachably so. Yeah. Uh, this woman loves him and it's really brilliant and they're about to get married. And and and, and this will break your heart because yeah. you know what's going to happen. So you, yeah. you better love them. And it's the same with Marley and me, like, oh no, this dog. Oh, I think <laughs> he's got my heart. And it's like, I know he's going to die at the end. All of those films. But please don't think I'm belittling Pearl Harbor. No, it was I don't. terrible. Apart but... from the film Pearl Harbor, which deserves belittling. Yeah, it really does. Really, really. I think it's interesting in that uh, I quite like sentimentality in done correctly. I of like course. sentiment. I don't like sentimentality. I like, you know, the bit in uh, Of Mice and Men. Do you know of Mice and Men? Yeah. Well, you're being so classy in men, here. They go to stay with the other men, and they, an old man has a dog which has been with him forever. And it happens over a course of about a page or a page and a half. One of the men says he thinks the dog stinks. And then the com- the conversation escalates and ends up making the old man go out and kill his dog behind the house, which is his only friend which he's had for years. Mm. And that breaks me up every time. That's it, horrific, it, yeah. Yeah, but it's not sort of... And it's a page and a half in the middle, and it's like, here's this thing that's just going to crush your soul. Oh, yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'll go with it. Yeah. I'll take your one of sentiment. the greatest works of American literature of yeah. all time and I will rapidly descend down to I Am Legend with Will Smith in it. Yeah. And the dog in that. Yeah. And the poignancy of that. 
And that's, yeah, absolutely gets you. What I hate is this kind of right at the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. being informed, this is how you must this feel about how, these you're people. Going to be manipulated. Let me get there, you yeah. know? Let me be complicit. Yes. The contract between viewer and creator. We've gone quite deep into I this episode. Yeah, actually. We've eviscerated Napster <laughs> and gone to town on Marley and me. I'm going to let you have Napster because. No, I, no, Pearl Harbor. Jeff- you put the actual Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Okay, amazing. Also, that means you can amazing. still win this week. Yeah, Otherwise, I, d- no I don't want pity. Six it's not pity. Five. Pearl Harbor pity. is probably more. Expensive. Yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, no. I think we don't want to upset anyone any more than we already have. Let's have the birthdays. Happy birthday to Willa Cather, who was a novelist of Frontier America, um, who also occasionally, when she was younger at university, dressed as a man and called herself William Cather, which has led to some people um, making claims for her sexuality which are fiercely rebuffed by other scholars nowadays. Also, happy birthday to Fred Rose, a Canadian MP who was convicted of spying. After he was released from prison, the Mounties followed him round everywhere he went to try and get a job and said, He's a spy! Don't <laughs> hire him! He's a spy! He's Perfect. a spy, eh? I see what <laughs> And happy birthday to Nicole Appleton, off of All Saints, yes. and off of Appleton, and then off of All Saints again. <laughs> <laughs> and off of being engaged to Robbie Williams, and off of being married to Liam Gallagher. Well, she's been off of a lot. She's been off of a... Happy birthday to Wenceslas of Bohemia, who unfortunately isn't good King Wenceslas. Oh. I thought he was going to be, and I was going to get to tell you the really good story of Wenceslas, King Wenceslas, but it's not him. Save it for so Christmas. We should do a Christmas at, special. Ooh, well, there will be an episode on Christmas Day, won't there? Yeah, but we should think about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's, Carry let's, on. let's have a jingly sleigh bells throughout yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone goes berserk. Wenceslas of Bohemia is the son of John the Blind. That's the only uh, exciting thing about him. Oh. Again, great names that people have. Yeah. John the Blind. Is he blind? Oh! <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, happy death day to Rube Goldberg. Ah. He's the American version of Heath Robinson. Yeah, and ev- Heath Robinson's Oh, thank better. you, thank you. Heath Robinson's better. <sighs> it's so nice to be in your company, Nat. <laughs> happy death day to Thornton Wilder, playwright of Our Town and other things. An inventor of chocolate. Mm. Wildest chocolates. <laughs> Round two. I'm going back to the 7th of December 1909. Mm. And an inventor, Leo Bakerland. <laughs> Leo Bakerland. Yes. Patents the first thermosetting plastic. Be- no, see. Bakerland. Bakelite. Yeah. So he drops the E from Bakelite <laughs> and just calls it Bakelite, which was a good idea. Yeah. He was full of them. Yeah. Uh, sparking the birth of the plastics industry and the death mm. of the planet. Um, <laughs> Bakelite yeah. or polyoxybenzylmethylenglycolanhydride. Yes. Is there an organic version? Is... Uh, part of uh, some experiments he was doing. So uh, he was trying to find out uh, ways of strengthening wood. Okay. So he was trying to impregnate it with mm. a synthetic resin uh, rather than coating it with stuff. Yeah. He was like, if I can get it into the fibres. Uh, and he discovered that if he controlled the pressure and the temperature applied to phenol and formaldehyde, 
you made this hard moldable material that he named Bakelite. <laughs> Did he say himself. that and everyone else went, can we just do Bakelite? Yeah, Bakelite. Did he leave the E in and everyone went, you know what, I've just, I've just written it down wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me correct your name for you. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, Ellis Island. Anyway, it was the first synthetic thermosetting plastic produced and Bakelite <laughs> speculated <laughs> on the, quote, the thousand and one art Articles it could be used to make. Oh. Uh, and so, you know when you see Bakelite mm. and it's sort of, there, it's kind of almost fibrous yes. in there. It's because it's got fibres it in there. Fibers so it. it's, it's resin holding it together. sort of bulked out with uh, mainly wood fibres. Or asbestos, something mm. to watch out for. Uh, he tried various filling materials, including cotton, powdered bronze, slate dust and sausages. But I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuck with wood and asbestos. Good old, good old wooden asbestos. Yeah. Well, thanks, Baker. You're welcome. <laughs> I am going to go to the seventh of December, seventeen o three, the Great Storm of seventeen o three. Oh, cool! It was a Category Two hurricane. We think. I mean, because obviously we have yeah. no real way of yeah. knowing. Well, there were um, barometers. Someone said they saw the barometer drop to 973 millibars, which what? is very few bars, I understand, or very many. I don't know. <laughs> Whichever way, it's quite an extreme number. Um, during the Great Storm, which affected most of the south of England up to the Midlands, 2,000 chimney stacks blew down, 9,000 people died, at least oh, wow. between 9,000 and 15,000 people. Queen Anne was caught in the storm and had to hide in a cellar in St James's Palace. A third of the Royal Navy was killed. Good grief. Yep. A lighthouse fell down. All sorts. And Marley the dog. Marley's dog, Very sadly. sadly. <laughs> and so anyway, they had uh, a few days later, or the next month, on the 19th of January 1704, there was a day of fasting called for by the government, saying that uh, the storm itself loudly calls for the deepest and most solemn humiliation of our people. It was a punishment from a cruel god. As if the storm 4, hadn't been enough. Yeah, then the government says, you know why that happened? You, you, you idiots. You. Couldn't possibly have been me. You blew down those 4,000 oaks in the new forest. I feel like there's, that sort of principle is still applied quite regularly. <laughs> you know the terrible things that are happening in your life? I'm just saying, you your know, when, when Pretty Patel says you can't blame 14.3 million people living in poverty on some bland blob of the government. Yeah. It's like, I, some I, of them, maybe. Maybe. Some of them. I mean, maybe it's contributed in some way. I mean, I do, obviously... They can't a, all be lazy. It's not a political podcast, but that one was a bit of a clanger. Yeah. All right, well, you've got a big... I think you've probably s- won that one. Do you? Well, Baker, like, I don't know, the Great Storm I mean, of 1703 had no last... It was a disaster, yeah. it was a huge disaster, but it didn't have any lasting impact well, on the world. for sheer manufactured dramatic purposes, I'm going to take it, and that brings Lovely. us to six all. Oh, my goodness, what a turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me the comeback kid. <laughs> They call me a needy middle-aged man. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Uh, We're back tomorrow for the the, the final of the week. Yes. Good heavens above. Again, we go to the wire. This happened last week. Yeah. We might even go to five bits. Okay, it's definitely time to stop. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.